Combo, Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 337 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune into Combo's Court. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, leave a five-star rating and a comment would greatly appreciate it. Today's show, Pierre, Through the Wire, Bleacher Report, Friday Night Lights, if you know, you know, joins in to talk Knicks, basketball, and more. You can find Pierre on Twitter at Plug. that's P-E-E-W-E-E-D-A-P-L-U-G. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo, that's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats, let's get into it. I mean, you know, you are through the wire. You are House of Highlights. You are Bleach Report. I don't want to box you in, though, you rap. You, you do it all, man. You know what I mean? How would you introduce yourself to the people? I mean, I, I probably, since we we here to talk basketball, I probably would use the Bleach Report through the wire thing. But I, I, I would introduce myself as like a mogul just because it's like moguls. What does a mogul do? Everything. Exactly. So it's just like, and I just do whatever is fun. You know what I mean? If it's fun and I enjoy it, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna find a way to monetize uh, it. Almost oh, definitely. So monetization yeah. is key. Hey, you you said the tweet to me yesterday. You know, you know when the media people want more attention, they got to make it about the Knicks. We drafted mm-hmm. at a whole different position, fourth in the East. Dude went twelfth, meaning eleven teams passed. Pistons could have had Hallie and Cade backcourt right now. Story, but nah, made it about. Knicks related. I, I kind of messed up the tweet a little bit, but you get the gist. Were you sending a shot at Combo? No, I was sending a shot at Media Combo. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I love, I, love, into it. I love I love media. I mean, I've had a whole bunch of media people on my podcast, so shouts to all of them. Shouts to you. I mean, Bleach Report through the wire. No, I'm, part def- of- I'm definitely media, yeah. But I just I just do my media different. I don't tie the Knicks into every single story to bro, make it this is the thing about the Knicks. Number one, the fans like me, we're going to defend them. Ah, so it always makes the story, you know. And if it's supporting, we're going to share because it's supporting our team. So it's a win-win if you're talking about the Knicks usually. Yeah, but that's not my motivation. I feel like you're you're kind of getting at a motivation that I wasn't really going for. I'm just looking back. Like Tyrese had a great game, and I'm looking back. What have I said in the past? What receipts can I pull up? And it happened to be a Knicks receipt. That, but that's what I'm saying. We had that conversation back when he was drafted bro, before we but, seen it. Bro, and bro, I kept I got, telling you, he was picked 12th. I understand yeah, where you're coming every from. Every single thing you said was related to the Knicks. Only in and that now post. years going by, it's it's really, it's really untied to the Knicks. If there is one specific, that's what I was saying in a tweet. If it's one story or one specific team that would, that would tie to Halliburton, He's still young. I'm not saying anything. You know, people go crazy. But out of the top 12 picks, since Halliburton was picked 12, we'll cap it at him. 
Killian Hayes has probably been the worst out of all of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. He, so, he, he's struggling on offense. He's doing okay on defense. They would be the team that, like, man, if, they, if there was anybody to be replaced in the top Ooh. 12, they would, they would replace their pick, and they should have the attention of saying, hey, if they didn't pick Killian Hayes and they got Halliburton, they would now have Halliburton, Kay Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and would probably be positioning themselves to have another lottery pick that could be Paulo, Chet, Jabari Smith Jr. That's more of the story to me. You know what's crazy? Knicks, 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 who went fourth in the East last year with Obi Toppin. Um, and not that Obi Toppin's been, it's not to defend Obi Toppin because I mean, Halliburton is way better than Toppin right now and probably will be. Um, yeah. But that, yeah. I mean, well, I think, you know, I understand what you're saying, but Combo is the wrong guy. Combo does OKC Thunder podcast. He just did a Hawks podcast. He doesn't just stick to the Lakers and the Knicks and try and grab stuff from the Lakers and the Knicks just to get attention. It just happened to be something in the past that maybe it does get attention, but I wasn't like, let me go get this Knicks uh, content and put it out there. You know, that's not me. That's the funny thing. It, no, I'm not. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's about you. I'm just saying I was replying to the dude, but that's that's the, just how it is in the media. Even if it's not what you're trying to do, the the Nick thing. Just just look around. Look at that that part right there. Halliburton. You're saying, I see what you're saying. You're saying it looks like the reach, a reach for one team at the Knicks. You know, as a New York person, I was kind of talking to Knicks fans in that moment, like, yo, this see? was the wrong, this was the wrong pick, guys. I'm just letting you guys know. And now let me go back to the receipt and show you. But you see what I'm saying? Why would you I, only say that to Knicks fans if 11 teams passed him? I guess because a lot of Knicks fans tune in. Like, I'm from New York. I'm sure, like, a lot of people from Chicago tune in to Through the Wire. So sometimes you talk to the Bulls fans, right? Like, Not really. I don't – I'm from Chicago, but I don't – No, nobody's really, like – nobody I know is just breaking their neck for the Bulls. Kenny is the Bull fan. So we talk about – we talk about every team. He doesn't talk directly to his audience and his community about Bulls. Content. He talks about the Bulls for because he's a fan, but not to talk to no audience because I don't. I don't think his audience is. So you Bulls guys do. A, you guys separate it in a way. Yeah, it would just be like you know what I mean. If if anybody talks to the community or you know we talk about whatever needs to be talked about, but I may talk about my team because just because I'm a fan, it ain't to talk to my community. Unless it's well, been what, a very few times. So I'm just saying, like, if a Knicks make a bad draft trade, and, and Obi wasn't bad, I'm just saying in the future, they go top yeah. five and you're like, what? Like, you're not talking to the... I'm going to talk about that from for me, because I'm a Knicks fan, not to talk to... Uh, it's only been a few times where I talk to the community or it's Knicks fans, because Knicks fans annoy me. Even though I'm a Knicks fan, they could be super annoying. So I'd be bro, like, I've been, Bro, I've been in the garden, and everything around me is annoying. I'm not even going to yeah. lie. Like... Like what? What are you guys talking about right now? Just like know? when uh when like Dame and Brad, like all these people were coming up and they were like, oh no, RJ Bear, we were never gonna trade him. And I was like, okay, you I I get y'all like RJ Bear, but I'll just let you know when certain talent becomes available, he can get his ass traded for the right price. Like just being honest. So <laughs> Nick fans, even though I'm a Nick fan, I can admit Nick fans are annoying, but I don't, I don't, I don't look, we don't look to talk about things for one specific base we look to talk about the things that are most topical so if mm. jeremy grant is the most hottest name at trade deadline piston fans are going to be able to hear us talk about jeremy grant and which is related to the pistons uh when the trailblazers were struggling and dame was out and cj had the collapsed lung and the emergence of anthony simons 
you're going to hear Portland Trailblazer talk. When the Charlotte Hornets came out of the gate on fire to start the season, we had a lot of Charlotte Hornets talk. Uh, the Pacers have been a, a, a mess, so we talk about them. And then, and, and I understand. What if you pull up a receipt and you don't pull up receipts like I do? I know that you kind of. Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm just saying, if you pull up an old receipt, it could look like you're just kind of reaching for that team, even though it was just something you thought in the moment about that team. But the re, if if my, if a team is related in my receipt, I'll give you an example. A team that's been related in my uh, in, in my receipts. The First of all, do you, see, do you see where I'm going at it with it? I'm saying if you're talking about a specific team and you go back to it, it could look like you're reaching to that team, but that was just the team in the moment that you were talking about. But the reason mine is different than yours is because the team I'm talking about actually drafted the guy. Like the Davion Mitchell with the Kings. They actually drafted him, so I'm, I'm talking about them for a reason. Not this hypothetical world where, like, Again, Halliburton went 12, so 11 teams passed it. But if you only talk about the Knicks, it looks like you just focus on the Knicks when it's like the Pistons passed on them, the Bulls passed on, even though they got Patrick Williams. The Suns drafted Jalen Smith at 10, who's solid, but he's not Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, the, who, did the, who did the Spurs draft? Whoever they drafted it before him, before Halliburton, uh, Devin Vassell, solid, but he's no Tyrese Halliburton. The Knicks yeah. drafted Toppin. So we, including the Knicks, there's like five. Six, he went 12th. This guy, we 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 knew when he went 12th that that was too late. And now he, he's showing that it was is he's double downing. So if you go that far, there's not one team to single out. So when you it, make it, it just yeah. about the Knicks, it looks a certain way. I see what you're saying. I see what you you thought, but that wasn't my to be totally transparent. I'll tell you if it was. It wasn't my thoughts like oh the Knicks is going to get the most attention so I'm going to talk about the Knicks but here. you kind of just said that you said you, you, you people yeah you know, but not, yeah I'm talking yeah I'm talking to the Knicks not because the Knicks are the most popular team because I'm from New York and a lot of people are following what I'm doing so I'm talking to them saying this is not the right move because people that follow you is from New York and that's going to help it's going to create the most conversation for you that would make more sense for you to talk about the Knicks than saying hey the Pistons, because nobody from Detroit probably, yeah. you know. I see where you're getting at. I see where you're getting at. And, and to think about it, man, Cade and Tyrese in the backcourt would be phenomenal because they could both play on the ball. They could both play off the ball. That would be crazy, right? That, to me, that would be the biggest Tyrese Halliburton passed up because they literally drafted the guy who, again, it's plenty of time for him to get back on the right track. I was a believer uh, at draft day, but if just being honest, K, uh, Killian Hayes, out of all the people that went through the top 12, is probably performing the least or doing the work, doing the least expected of what we thought he would be doing. Um, Halliburton has been incredible. Devin yeah. Vassell has shown flashes and been solid and consistent for the Spurs. Jalen Smith has been good this year for the Suns. Um, Denny Avahia has been like a defender for the Wizards. Obi Toppin has done his part when he can behind Julius Randle, obviously. Um, then there's Killian Hayes, and then you have what a, a Kongwu for the Hawks. He, yeah. he was nice. Yeah, he's been um, really stepping up recently. Like he was showing flashes, and now he's even showing more of them lately. Yeah, uh, I forgot who went fifth. I don't know who. Oh, Isaac Okoro. Okay. Isaac Okoro yeah, with the he, oh, Cavs. Yeah, he's helping them. If he develops a jump shot, that's over. the biggest thing. Uh, Patrick Williams went fourth, and then the top three is Lamelo and him, right? Yeah, which we don't yeah. even have to speak on. Most definitely. You mentioned Julius Randle. Um, I've been through the channels of basketball. So if anybody could make 131, if anybody finds a way to make 131 million playing basketball, I appreciate you. Like, like that's pretty dope. But obviously there has been a regression. And Knicks fan, like we just talked about Knicks fans. 
they're going to always be overcritical. They're booing the dude. Do you think he deserves that type of criticism? Do you think he deserves the booing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of play, though. Not because of play. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think because maybe me and you have played basketball. It's up and downs. Like, sometimes the ball don't go in. I, I'm never mad at a player for um, – for struggling or, you know, having a, a slump because it's, it's literally a part of the game. I've never met a person who's never slumped and I've never met Michael Jordan or anybody like that. <laughs> so, um, but I think the booing comes from the body language, the attitude, um, the sobbing around and the the lack of leadership. And when you pay a certain price for a player like Julius Randle, and he said a lot of things, a lot of right things last year when everything was going well, which is when it's easy to say all of the right things. I want to be a Nick. I'm going to end my career here. I want to be a part of that championship that comes here. All these things. Now the tables are turned. You're not the, the, the spotlight of the year. You're not most improved. Talk of the town. The team is struggling. Uh, shots aren't falling. And you just see certain optics that don't look good. You know what I mean? They're in a timeout in a huddle. He's still on a bench while the whole team is over there. It's not cool. Uh, I just saw a clip, uh, RJ Baird or somebody fell down. He looked at them and walked away while two other teammates rushed to pick him up. Those are the things that Nick fans are, are looking at. RJ Baird is the high hand at the time. Julius Randle comes in the game. The next possession, RJ Baird don't touch the ball at all. I, I put that on Twitter, my damn self. Though, those are the things that get you booed. You know what I mean? He skipped out on the media to not answer questions. I don't really care, but Nick fans care about those type of things because it's just like, oh, even the whole thumb down to the Knicks fans. You know what I mean? In that one game, it's like that's what Nick fans do. They cheered you all year last year. Well, don't 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 you like some of that when you embrace like your villain, your inner villain? I kind of like stuff like that. I like it when you answer. But okay, Julius yeah. Randle would like. I loved when LeBron took on the villain role. Kevin Durant took on the villain. Trey those Young. Dudes, Trey Young. Trey Young, he answers shh, you. Shh, you know what I mean? Like you. Yeah, I love playing, that, bro. That's yeah, the best I, I part love of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're playing at that level, you 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 have every right to do that. But Julius Randle, you can't do this, and then the next game you have eight points. Yeah, I mean, look, I look at it from a strictly basketball point of view. Obviously, you're a Knicks fan, so you look at it a little bit different. But why does he look? He he has open looks, like spot up open looks. He'll pass them up and, like, get into ISO mode. Like, he can make the game so much easier for himself. I'd rather him just catch and shoot and either dr- drive it, pass it, keep it moving. You know, he just likes to get in ISO mode, and then everything collapses on him and makes his Those are harder. your worst favorite type of play. You do not like those players. Nah, man. I don't. Nobody because, does. Because you, I, I tell people this all the time. Like, you have to be Michael Jordan or KD. You have to be so good at that to defy the odds to beat a team with that kind yes. of basketball. And he was making a lot of tough shots last year, but man, it's like you gotta move it, pass it, drive it, shoot it. That's it. Pa- if I was in his yard, I'd be like, Julius, pass it, drive it, shoot it. Stop holding the basketball. And I, I, I said it last year, even when we were winning, because uh, I'm, I'm just that, I'm that dude. I'm just honest. I have no, I like, I'm a Nick fan, but I, the Knicks don't pay my bills. I have no reason to lie. I'm not. I've never been that type of fan. I tell people all the time, like even last year. If I wasn't a Nick fan, I would be frustrated because I don't know how the hell he makes he was making all those shots he was making. Those tough, t- tough. it don't look good. It's ugly. Like the arc ain't good. It just go right in. It's just like I'm a Nick fan, so yes. But now those are like the shots. Like, those are the shots. Like when you're playing against somebody, you're not like I live sh- with that. No, 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 not that. You're not like yo, good shot, good shot. Like I'm not saying I'm like 
come on, man. You really made that? Like, yeah, but I'm that. telling my team, I'll be going back. We'll live with that. That's yeah, yeah, a weekend definitely, shot. Definitely, we'll live with that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I never was a big Julius Randle uh, guy as a number one option. I think Julius Randle has always had certain qualities in his game that's good, but there's always been like a lack of um, control. He can be out of control, bad shot, a lot of bad habits. Um, and last year, as a basketball person, I felt like those bad habits got increased because he was making them. He was making those bad shots, and now he's missing them, so they're glaring to Nick fans. But I told Nick fans all year combo. You saw, the writing, you saw the writing on the wall. I, all I said was be humble. I can't say I saw he was going to be this bad, but I knew he wasn't no number one option, no perennial all-star. Um, and I told Nick fans, be humble. Be hum-. Even R.J. Barrett shooting 40% last year. R.J. Barrett, that was a good year of shooting, but to be a sh- – we know shooters. We don't even have to ask if that guy's a sh- – J.J. Redick, it don't matter what percentage he's shooting. Defenses are going to pay him a certain amount of attention because he's a shooter. Once you're labeled a shooter, you're just that. Uh, J.J. Redick, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Korver, hell, even Grayson Allen, those are guys that defenses, no matter what, are always going to pay a certain amount of attention to. Defenses will always live with R.J. Barrett shooting a three because he's not a shooter. So because he shot 40% last year, it don't really mean much. And we're not making those same shots. Julius Randle not making the same shots. And now look at us. Yeah. Speaking of RJ, he took a little leap, though. And he's actually, yes. go- he's actually going right a little bit. I like that. Yes. Um, he He's why I, I want to figure something out with Julius Randle, whether you trade him or what. But RJ Barrett, it's time for him to get the keys. He's a better decision maker. Um, he's more of a, a willing passer. Yeah. Um, you know, and well, he, because you know what it is in high school, he was like playing point guard. Like I saw him play in high school. He was initiating mm-hmm. offense. He had he the was basketball a, as a hand. So yeah. he kind of knows how to play like that. Yeah, he did the same thing at Duke. But yeah, right, that's right, definitely right. been RJ Bear's game um to make the right play and also be able to score because he was a he's a downhill player. Downhill players have to learn how to pass because they'll just be charging into people nonstop. Uh when you downhill, and, you make go right collapse. And go right. Pass yeah, go right. right. <laughs> but I mean, I, I hey, if all you do is go left, if and, and they ain't stopping it, go left. Yeah, but it just makes your life so much easier when you have both hands. Oh, of course. But yeah. I mean, I saw James Harden for years only go left, and he had yeah, a thirty. Yeah, I mean, when you have that step back, a jump shot, you could kind of do that if you want. You know, and I see it with RJ. Like I was watching RJ shit, and I'm like, man, how the hell is he getting back to that left? And he just gets right back to it. He goes in, so it's like shit. Well, being well, in. well, being only left is better than being only right because defenses aren't used to guarding that as yes. much as only going right. I mean, I'm For a lefty, sure. so I know you know. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> I forgot you're a lefty, but no, that's the fact. Whenever I guard a left hand person, I'll be like, wait. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's different for sure. I mean, you mentioned the trade deadline. Do you feel like the Knicks have to take a different route and start leaning into featuring the youth? Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. I, I completely think that, especially when you go out and you get a Cam Reddish. Why do you go get Cam Reddish and, and you're not playing him? You could have left him in, in Atlanta. Um, right. but yeah, but they said that. They said, they, you know, uh, Kimba, uh, Alec Burks, Evan Fournier uh, are pretty much available, um, you know, which is as a Knicks fan it was tough because we were we were I'll admit we were excited to get Kimba and Fournier 
because we thought, you know, our team was going to be better. They filled ho- the holes that I saw, even in our success last year on paper, it looked like they would fill them. And it just hasn't been that, that year. So I'm, I'm happy with, we're going into a different direction of playing the youth. Um, Cause I think Cam Reddish can be a very, very good basketball player in this league. And I think, um, yeah. I think we have a lot of youth. IQ, Toppin, RJ, Cam Reddish, even Mitchell Robinson is still a youthful player. And if we continue the season like this, we'll have another lottery pick to pair with them. So you might as well start gearing to that direction. I would say, though, I don't know if Cam and Tibbs is the greatest match because Cam is one of those players that make it look easy. It's effortless. He got flow mm-hmm. to his game. I feel like Tibbs likes those go-hard type players that's like hustling all over the court and going crazy. I hope it works out for Definitely. Cam there. Definitely. Um, but, you know, that's that's the way the league is. Tibbs had a few when he was in Minnesota. The, the Cat and Andrew Wiggins, they're the type of like nonchalantness. Yeah. Uh, but I feel you. He definitely loves his Joe Kims, Jimmy Butler's, Gibson. Julius Randle's. Gibson. Uh, who? Gibson. Taj oh, yeah. Gibson. Taj Gibson. Yeah, he loves his workhorses who are going to fight and grind. And I feel you. But I think uh, any coach that's coaching in this time, you might as well be prepared to have to coach these nonchalant people. Because even when I go watch EJ games, that's just what the game has become. They all kind of just like just yeah yeah just well, so it could, cool it could, it, that could piss off like the old school people you know hey, for sure for sure my dad be pissed off he's like ej stop running all cool go full speed but i just think that that's kind of where the game is going is highlight instagram uh is my leg sleeve the right height type of generation they just gonna focus on those type of things man but they can hoop they can hoop though they can hoop now nah, the skill level is getting better every because we did, they didn't practice skill like they do now, you know? Hell no. We was running. Yeah. Yo, you mentioned Cat. I feel like when Cat wasn't winning, he was getting more hype. Like, he's winning now, and I don't hear as much about Cat. Same. Literally. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Cat fan, so. You it's, like, it's like he could do all those things that people were hyping before, and now his team is doing good. So I'm like, yo, where, where's the Cat hype? It may be because... Even with them winning, nobody takes them serious. But I definitely hear you. I definitely hear you. That's yeah. like the same thing with the All Star, right? So you talk to you talk. They talked down to Devin Booker for years because he wasn't winning, kind of like Cat. Then he's when he wins. Uh, it went to the finals last year. That win now, and Andrew Wiggins is a starter. I'm kind of happy for Andrew Wiggins, though. I'm not even gonna lie, man. Because I'm happy he's wanted- an All Star, but the starters. Yeah, but look, I, I feel like, you know, we're part of the media. I love people in the media. I had a bunch of them on my podcast. And media gave up on Andrew Wiggins a lot, a lot of the media, bro. And I kind of like have. Not, Nah, I never gave up on him. You should have. Why? He was in Nothing. a bad that, – that team was not good. Like, you can't win if you have a bad team, bro. Yeah. But – and when you say give up on – I guess give up on is, 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 is tough. I don't th- – I don't – I don't know too many people that actually really gave up on him, but nah, they gave up people, on a chance people, of him. People almost were treating him like a laughing stock, bro. I'm serious. When, well, I don't know. You, I, well, those media people I can't speak for because that that's that's dumb because he was never a terrible basketball player. The problem with Andrew Wiggins is they hyped him up, put him on Sports Illustrated covers in high school, next LeBron. So because he wasn't near, near star level, near all-star level, he wasn't near this. That's why you give up on the fact of him being an all-star face of the franchise star. 
player, but he was always like a 15, 16 point score. He's always at least league average or slightly above league average. So I wouldn't get, have given up on him as as a, a basketball player in a rotation, but definitely the star Andrew Wiggins that everybody hyped him to be. He was a number one prospect for years, went to Kansas, struggled there and was still the number one pick next. All of this hype. Yeah, I gave up on the fact that he'd ever be a star, but he's still a solid basketball player. I've always given him that. Um, and now that he was with the Warriors, he's super solid. That's the problem. The, the, the Timberwolves had too much uh, freedom. He used to take terrible shots. Uh, there was no growth to his game. He was the same player that I saw in, in high school in Kansas, turn around mid-ranges. Now with the Warriors, there's not really opportunity to do the BS because they're super strict and they have a system. So you got to fit in. And, and I think that's trimmed the fat off of his game with all of the wild, unnecessary stuff he used to do. And now he's solid. But I definitely don't think he's an all-star starter. Congrats to him, though. But when you look at those 10 names, he stands out amongst the other nine. For who sure. do you who do you think got snub out of the starters? I hate the word snub, um, just because it's every year people pretend that somebody's getting snubbed, and it's only like fifteen. You know what I mean? It's only so many spots. Somebody's Some, not going to make it. So, and also, I remember somebody I forgot who was recommending that they change it to fifteen. I don't like that idea. Like, no, just keep it at tw- keep it at twelve. Yeah, but keep it at twelve. And as a fan of basketball, which a lot of people call themselves, going to All Star knowing somebody's not going to make it. Grow up. We're all adults, people crying and whining on a timeline like we're children because some this guy didn't make it when you knew there was an opportunity or a chance that somebody wasn't going to make it. I hate that. Everybody's too old for that and whining and whining. But um, Devin Booker should have been an all star. And well, I mean, it's always the person, the fan of your team that should have made it. Their right? team. So there's always like, their team. There, there's like 30 stubs. It depends on always. What team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Suns needed somebody to represent them. As a starter. Yeah. And do you, that, feel, that's do you the, feel somebody recommended this? Actually, I think Jeff Van Gundy did that. The top team from each conference should have one starter, like guaranteed. Do you think that's a good I wouldn't idea? Go, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. What I suggested in my YouTube video was that there's a lot of, to me, there's a lot of wasted picks in voting, right? So when you look at the fans, because they can vote. You go on Twitter, you'll see they're they're voting for guys who aren't going to have a chance because, like you said, they vote for guys on a team that they root for. So it's like if you're if you're a a Thunder fan, why why are you even sending votes for Lou Dort? Like why why is that? No disrespect to Lou Dort, but we all in the basketball world know he's not an All Star. But but fans do that; they vote for guys who have not a shot, and that's wasted votes. Player voting. I looked at the ballots of the actual NBA players and who they voted for. Guys like Kyle Anderson had seven votes. Uh, Dwight Powell had votes. Dorian Finney-Smith had six votes. Uh, ben Simmons had two votes. You know what I mean? Like, So the, the players, the actual NBA players aren't taking it serious. So what I said is create a player pool, right? Every team in the NBA, individually them their players and their staff they vote for a player at the least every team gets one player to represent them in the all-star in a player pool and now the next week when it starts voting we have selected people that we can only vote for fans you can't vote for lou dortz or io de booms because or, you're a bulls fan or, or ben simmons who's not playing or ben simmons who's not playing you have to you have to vote for the players within the all-star voting pool which are selected by the teams themselves. So if we're the Spurs, me and you play for the Spurs, who would we vote for to represent us? 
DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray. So he would be in the all-star pool for the Spurs. So that if you're that's the only Spur player because they should have one. The top teams, it's kind of like Stan Van Gunny said, the top teams, Je- they Jeff, have Jeff, more. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, okay. Yeah. They have more than one selection. You know, like the Warriors. Since you're a top team, you can pick three representatives. And I say like the first one one to three seeds in each conference, they can have up to three uh, three uh, people to represent them in a player pool. And that way, there's no wasted votes. Nominations is the word, right? Your nominations. Yeah, There's yeah. no wasted votes. Um. And, and it just slims down so we don't have to come on, man. And when I saw that, because I, I feel like that's a problem. Anytime a mistake or hiccup happens in the All-Star game, everybody says, oh, that, that's fan voting. But then I saw the players ballots and I'm like, bro, why are players voting for uh, Nemes Quaita? He had a vote. Like, what what's going on? So the players aren't even taking it serious. So it's like, man, that puts pressures on players to take it serious. The fans can only vote for these amount of people. And I think it's just less BS and less wasted time. You get right to it. And um, the other part is that they have to figure out position. That's why Devin Booker isn't in the All-Star game, because he's c- categorized as a guard. Well, he, not, not right. that he isn't in the All-Star game. He'll be an All-Star, but not a starter. Starter, yeah. So, you know, they have two backcourt players, three frontcourt players. And there are certain players that fit both, like Jalen Brown. What position is Jalen Brown? Well, DeMar DeRozan is one of those guys. He could be a guard or a forward, right? Yeah, and that's why people was pissed off because he's in as a guard, but he's really a, he's really played forward. So it's kind of like he benefited off of it because the front court in the East is Joel, Giannis, and Durant. What? So if he was front court, he wouldn't have been a starter. But then there's did. players like Jalen Brown who won't make the All-Star game because they have him listed, listed as a guard. Now, haven't I been telling you about the Celtics from years ago just to change the subject, bro? I've been talking about them. I've been talking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they don't have the like we talk. They have, yeah, they have, but the, the, the difference between them and Julius Randle is they can score much better than, but yeah, they yeah. need a Jalen Brunson would help them out a lot, like a guard like Jalen Brunson. I don't uh, think that I don't think the Mavericks are going to let him go. He's you know, good, uh, D Mills from the podcast was asking, Do you do people do do people think teams will offer him 20 million this offseason? I know you said no, but I think they will. Yeah, you think? I mean, I I know somebody. There's always one team that would do something that nobody believes to be done. But one thing, one thing, Pete, because you said one person. I think it was Fred Van Fleet got this. That's not how you know. That's not how the NBA works, bro. You know Wait, we what can, you mean? Because if Fred Van Fleet gets a certain amount, it doesn't matter about Jalen Brunson because year to year everything's so different. You know what I mean? I I know Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Fleet is the better player, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything when it comes to you know Jalen's contract. It usually doesn't, but I think we might start getting to the point when it where it does because, I, and I think it I think it actually does because this this is why I think it does matter. I think it that that's how players go get their contracts is because they compare. If I'm if I'm averaging twenty five and six, we're going to see what other guys who are averaging twenty five and six are getting. So oh, James Harden's getting. Uh, I average 25 and six. So I just put Jalen Brunson in a mold of the player. I think he's similar to that got paid recently, which was Fred. They're in that same mold, but Fred is better. So if Fred barely got 20 and they're in that same mold, somebody was saying like, man, well, Terry Rozier got this. Terry Rozier is a much different player than Jalen Brunson. He's more versatile. He could play, he could play one. That guy's, that guy's, that guy's a hooper, bro. Yeah. Like a a hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even, even if last year, all of the shooters that played that same type of role got the same same round. 
uh, Evan, Evan Fournier, Duncan Robinson, Tim Hardaway Jr., they all got similar contracts because whoever signed first set the market. This is the market for. I these think Duncan. I think Duncan actually set set that for others, right? Did he? Okay, if he was first, I, I might be it. wrong. I might be wrong, but everybody's like, "Yo, Duncan." But yeah, because because they way the way they value shooting in today's NBA, that's why he got. And there. if you shoot similar to those guys, well, Evan Fournier, Tim Hardaway Jr. got this. That means I'm worth that because I'm just as good as him, if not better. So it's always one or two teams that are desperate, though. You know what I mean? That are desperate and, and will break any thing we all predict you know what i mean if, if there's a player that we all like oh he's just 15 there's always a, a team that's willing to go 20 and have us all like what they pay what so maybe yeah. is it maybe it'll be detroit detroit has money maybe yeah oh yeah he'd be great next to Cade. i mean have they moved off to the idea of killian yet that's another thing like do they just totally not believe in killian well you bring yourself to bench yeah he could be like their Frank that didn't work out with the Knicks. Like, just play I'm defense. hoping not because I, I don't wish that on any team. Or nah, any nah. He, he, he's struggling on offense, but his defense has been good. His defense. You know, I, I wanted to say one thing about um, Duncan Robinson. Everybody's saying, like, Max Struess is kind of like the new Duncan Robinson in a way. Not the new Duncan Robinson, but he plays that type of role for them. He doesn't, bro. That guy's way more all, an all-around player than – do people actually watch him play? That dude could I, hoop, I played bro. against him. Yo, he is he is not a Duncan Robinson. He could do a lot he's, more than uh, that. He's from around around away. He's tough. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he improved a lot since you played with him, right? A lot. Man, he improved <laughs> drastically. I, I, when I played against him, I had no idea that dude was gonna be an NBA player. He was yeah, he mean, was solid, but he didn't you know, like certain NBA play I've played against Jabari Parkers too, who walk in the gym and everybody's like, Oh, this is the next diff- different story. Mac- he wasn't like that, you know, and even there's even guys who are low keyer than Jabari, but you play against and they putting up 37 and it's like, who the hell is it? Max Struess wasn't doing that. He was just a really solid player, really good player, best player on his team. And that was just it. You know, and we play who hasn't played. You play every team you play has somebody who's their best player. It's like, oh, that kid's pretty nice. But that's just all. It's like, oh, that guy's nice. But when I saw he was in the NBA, I was like, that damn, that's, that's really Max. Max really made it. That's dope. Now that is dope. I mean, he started at a D two, then he transferred. He made the league. The Paul, yo, yeah. summer league legend, killed this summer league. Hey, Destroyed. that's how you make a statement for yourself. This yeah. kid I know has been DMing me about this player who's been really killing it in uh, the uh, NCAA, the Mosley kid. Okay, the score, and he was like, we were talking about just where he would get drafted. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I ain't really seeing the draft buzz around him, but. He's the type of player who's a microwave score. He's really killing his scoring in, a, in, in college. He's having like 30, 40 point games. Signed with a summer league team. He put it on fire. He'll get his opportunity. Hey, <laughs> you know what that, I mean? that summer league is for hoopers like that. That could just uh-huh. like open run style players. That could just like, like, that's why Franz didn't look as good in summer league. Cause he's like a basketball player, basketball player, Super good basketball player. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we're mm-hmm. not going to get into the whole hooper basketball conversation right now, but P yo, thank you so much for taking the time, man. You're always welcome no, back on the show. It, Oh, we got to get – I think we missed a few spaces. We got to get back into that. Yeah, we know? actually could have done it when we called it off because you remember my San Francisco trip got rescheduled. So oh, I, I, didn't, e- oh, I didn't even know. No, nah, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. A couple of members had COVID, so it had to get pushed back. Now we're going uh, – today's Monday. We'll, we'll go Wednesday. We'll, we'll, we'll be in San Francisco Wednesday. So, yeah. Oh, so, oh so, so this week you're from Wednesday to when? Friday. Okay, so it's probably we'll we'll probably start back up the Friday after because you're the Friday after, yeah, yeah. And also, thank you for everything you set up for me in Jersey. 
I know it's unfortunate that you weren't able to make it, but that was a lot man. of fun. Appreciate you. Man, that was fun. No, always, man. That's what that's that's what the bros do, man. You got to look out for your people whenever you can. Um, I'm just happy to be able to, to to be in that position. I always wish I had certain pool to yeah. like, hey, man, I want my homie. They was like, you got anybody coming? Because I usually bring my girl. And, then, and I'm like, nah, nah. Then I hit him back. Oh, you know what? Put my boy combo down just just in case he want to slide through. Appreciate you both. They call yeah. you. They, hey, they call you the plug for a reason, man. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> now you know. Pete, talk soon, bro. Appreciate you. All right, bro. Later. Hey, Combo Nation. There it is. Another episode of Combo's Court. Big thanks to Pete for joining in. Big thanks to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune in to Combo's Court. Be on the lookout for episode 338. Combo, out.